So as Cookie mentioned, um, today we are starting our new vision theme. Uh, so uh, in, the, in the past we've done uh, one service, uh, kind of looking at our vision, the church's vision and what that means for us here at the church. Um, this year we're, we're doing it over three services, uh, just give us a chance to, to look uh, back a bit, so we're doing the past, the present, and the future. So um, a chance for us to update on things where they've they've been going. Uh, a chance to, um, to to see where we're at, at the moment and and to look in the future uh, as well. So how am I doing the first one of these today? Uh, looking back at the past, a bit of a chance to reflect and look back on the journey that we've come on. Uh, Natalie is going to be sharing next week, uh, sharing around all the things that we're doing at the moment and how that is uh, part of our vision, how that's accomplishing that vision. And then Cookie's going to be sharing on February the 12th, um, the last part of, of this vision theme, uh, where we'll be taking our vision offering as well uh, in that service. Um, but our, our vision uh, isn't changing. Um, I know the a lot of times, uh, companies might change their vision statement, things like that. But the more we're saying our vision statement, uh, vision statement is changing. Uh, it's been our vision statement for the the past few years. Um, but it is great to to be able to get that in our hearts, to be reminded of it, uh, and 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 kind of see how that is being outworked in and through our church as well. Um, it's an opportunity to reflect, refocus, and then respond. Uh, so that's what I'm going to talk about um, later on uh, after we've kind of done a bit of a, a recap. But yeah, a chance to reflect, to refocus, and respond. So some of you may be quite new to the church. I know some have been here for many, many years. Uh, some might have been coming for a year or two or in the past few months and weeks just started coming to the church. Some of you might be your first Sunday with us today. Uh, so if it is a big one, welcome to you. But we're aware of different people's journeys in that. So uh, I'm just going to share uh, a bit about our vision statement and what that is to make sure we're all, all up to date. We're all on the same page with that. Uh, so our vision statement is to be a light on a hill, transforming our communities one person at a time. To be a light on a hill, transforming our communities one person at a time. We believe this is, is given to us uh, from God. Uh, it comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, which say, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. There are incredible few verses there um, in, from Matthew chapter 5 and talking about how God calls every one of us to be a light in this often dark and, and broken world that we live in. Uh, to bring God to the people in our world that they can live a changed life, they can live transformed because of what Jesus did on that cross. Because he, he took away our sins, because he, he, he paid for them on the cross, meaning that we can have healing, we can be restored from the brokenness and darkness of this world. That, that transformational power of Jesus that he carries for each and every one of us, believing that will change the world around us that we live in, the communities that we experience. That's not just talking about us as we meet together here on a Sunday morning, but our worlds, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our, our homes, all the different places that we, we step foot are, are the communities that we live in, aren't we? Uh, and believing in that, that one person at a time. A light on a hill transforming our community is one person at a time. Jesus so often spent time with the individual, didn't he? That he wasn't just a, a preacher to, to large crowds, but he took time for the one, for the one person that was reaching out for that conversation or that touch from him. Believing that there's incredible power, isn't it, when we spend time with that, that one person. Often in the busyness of our days, stopping to do that is when God intervenes and does something incredible. 
So that is our, our vision statement, to be a light on a hill transforming our communities one person at a time. Hopefully, if you've been around the church at least a few months, you have heard that before and, and you know that. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to look back a bit on our church uh, history, but the journey that we've been. I'm not going to do a full kind of study in the church history. Some of you that would put you to sleep. Some of you would be very interested uh, to hear that. There is a book, I believe, that's been written on, on all that. So if anybody wants it, then uh, please ask. But uh, I was, uh, just some key things from our, our church history that will give us a bit of perspective from where we are today. Um, in 1925, uh, a guy called Willie Hacken began preaching on the Bolton Town Hall steps, so and speaking to people, anyone who would listen about God. And from there, this church was formed. Um, so that means now in two years, in 2025, we will be 100 years old uh, as a church. So yeah. So we are, we're planning some some. Great things to celebrate that in, in a couple of years uh, as we, we become 100 years old. Our church's, church's birthday or anniversary, whichever, whichever it is. But, um, but yeah, that'll be brilliant to celebrate that in a couple of years. Um, in 2005, um, this church was renamed the Bridge Church. Um, the, our previous uh, senior leader before, Cookie, uh, Ian, uh, he had a, a vision from God um, to rename this church the Bridge Church and what that means for us as a church, to be a bridge to communities, to be a bridge to people, to help them find their way to God. In a similar time, this building uh, was um, renovated to as it looks like today. Uh, this stage at the side used to be the main stage. Some of you will remember that. Um, so they used to fit a full, a full worship band on that stage there um, for the Sunday services. Um, but the, the whole building was renovated to, to make it look like it, it does today. Um, and then following on from there, we bought the, the car showroom at the top of the car park, bought that off, off RRG uh, and turned that into our office space. Uh, we've built the coffee shop, Bridge Coffee. That has been an incredible part of, of us living out that vision statement in our community. Being a place where, where people can come, uh, they can uh, spend time with each other, they can hear what God is all about in those, those one-to-one conversations, those individuals um, being a light in our community in that way through the hospitality and everything, the way that we serve. Um, recently as well, we took on uh, Bridge Horwich, a church up in Horwich we'd had uh, many connections with over, over recent years and in the past. Um, but they approached us, um, kind of asking for our help and our leadership um, just to take the church forward. Um, so that church had got down to about 10, kind of 15 people uh, at that time. Uh, and we've been able to take on that church. Uh, Sue Stokes doing an incredible job leading Bridge Horwich up there. And um, that picture's uh, there from one of the Sunday services at Bridge Horwich there. Regularly getting 50, 50 plus people there on a Sunday morning as part of that service. So it's incredible to see how God's working that in, a, in that community up at Horwich as part of part of our church in, in our Horwich location. And then we came to kind of 2018, to the end of 2019, uh, we began plans for the Bridge Life Centre. So God to put it on, on Cookie's heart um, for a centre that it will really impact the children, young people and families of our community. And as that uh, part of our vision was, was birthed, uh, the planning started uh, and the, the heart behind the Bridge Life Centre is to give children and young people the best possible start in life. We see so many people come into adulthood uh, in, in so many different difficult situations, but we want to help children and young people to achieve their potential in the best way that we can. Be a place where children and young people can grow spiritually in their relationship with God, but also physically, mentally, socially as well, all the different aspects of life. A place where young people and children can fully thrive, knowing that they're loved by God, knowing that they have that purpose and that hope for each and every one of us. 
that, um, that we'll do this in, in such a variety of ways to all different kind of aspects and programs, drop-in sessions, uh, specific programs and sessions, but a, a whole complete variety of ways we'll be able to run programs from this centre when it's complete. And that heart is fully 100% a part of our vision, to be a place that reaches our community, looking out for that individual uh, in the best way that we can. So the building uh, of this life centre, uh, we split into three phases, so into three different parts. Uh, the first phase, phase one, uh, we completed in 2001. Um, so that was creating an auditorium. Um, so you'll see some pictures now of the kind of progress of this. So it began as a glass, empty car showroom. You can kind of see the walls going up and, and different aspects of, uh, of that on the inside. Um, but this, this auditorium, from, from planning to the completion of this, cost around £300,000. Uh, and the majority of that amount was given by you, the church congregation. So over a period of years, that 300,000, that is, we're incredibly grateful for everyone that has sown into that um, to, to create that space for our children and young people. Uh, and the incredible space it is now that is being used multiple times a week uh, for various different things. Um, obviously, the, the children are over there now as part of uh, Bridge Kids this morning, having a, having a great time over there. Um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for everyone that, that gave into that that phase one um, complete in 2001, 2021. Sorry. Um, so the second phase uh, is doing the other half of the the building. So part of this phase, we're looking to create uh, lots of different spaces that are going to help us to, to continue that work with children, and young people. So one space will be a um, uh, like a youth cafe lounge area. That where young people will be able to come in, have drop-in sessions. We have games consoles, tuck shop, food, different things like that served in there. And then the other spaces, other flexible spaces alongside that, that will help us to um, provide the facilities, provide the, the programs and the support that our children and young people need at this time. We'll be putting in a floor, a first floor, which will then create a new space for our offices upstairs um, as well um, in that phase as well. So the, the total for this phase two is around £220,000. Um, so we had some good news on Friday. We had an extra £25,000 grant uh, come in for the church towards this. <clears throat> so that's a, we've got a total of 96000 in grants um, in towards this phase two. That added to the giving uh, of you from last year's vision offering and, and ongoing. Uh, we're up to around 150000 towards this 220 mark for phase two. So again, thank you to everyone who's continuing to give towards that. I know some of you are doing that monthly. Some of you gave last year's vision offering and things like that as well. So it's hugely appreciated. As we're, we're building there, I feel like we're in the final stretch uh, for this. Um, hopefully be able to, to complete this phase two in the very, very near future. Uh, phase three, the last part, we'll be rebuilding the outside of the building. Um, so as you can see, it's a glass old car showroom. Um, so rebuilding the outside structure of the building, that will be to a finish and make it look uh, a lot nicer as well. But uh, as I mentioned, that in a couple of weeks, Cookie's going to be sharing that the final part of this vision themes, and that's something we'll be taking our vision offering. So please be praying into that. Um, I'm aware that a lot of you have been giving monthly and maybe continuing to do that. Um, but please be praying uh, into that and uh, how if you can give towards this uh, the Life Center and, and seeing this part of the vision that is going to impact so many uh, lives of children and young people ongoing. I'm just going to talk a bit about uh, Joshua chapter 1. So as we're kind of looking uh, into the past, I think there's some really helpful things that help us in this, this passage as we're looking for our vision and how um, God spoke to Joshua in this time. So this passage is um, when Moses has, um, has led the Israelites out of slavery, out of Egypt. 
And it's come for a new season. Moses uh, has died uh, and Joshua is carrying on the, the leadership mantle for the Israelites. And he's ready to take them into the promised land. So this is Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. This is after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. <coughs> so as we look back in, in our vision and, and kind of sharing uh, the, the past in this journey, I believe it's an opportunity to reflect, to refocus and respond. In this, this passage here, God asks Joshua to reflect, to look back, um, to see that the promises that he has given his people, to see the promises he's given the Israelites and how God has always been faithful and stood with them. Verse 3 says, I will give you every place as I promised Moses. And verse 5, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. God's reminding him there. He's saying, look back. I have been with you on this whole journey from being slaves in Egypt to bringing you through um, the desert to bring it, as they parted the waters uh, of the sea that God has been with them every step of the way. He said, I will not forsake you. As I have done this with Moses, as you are now leading this nation, I will be with you as well. He's reminding him of that journey of faith, the incredible promises that he's made and how he's going to keep them. For us as a church, uh, I feel, even though I'm not aware of it, I've not touched on, on it in great detail, but the, the, the journey of, of this church has been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of different seasons, uh, different buildings, different leaders, different times when things have been going well, when things have been going not so well. It's incredible to look back and reflect on the journey of faith that we've been on, the times God has stood with us, God has been with us day in, day out, by our side, walking us through, never leaving, never forsaking, but being with us on that journey. I'm going to ask um, everybody that was uh, a part of this church when we were at the Crawford Street building. So that was the time before this previous building, um, I think around 30 years ago. Um, if you were part of um, this church, would you like to stand now for me, please? So there's quite a good number. Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah, let's honor these people. As I look at, look at these people, and obviously many more that um, have been in the church a, a long time as well, but um, these people, as, as they, they've stood up, we, 
we honour you with the incredible years of service, the incredible time and, um, and influence you've had um, in and throughout this church over that season is, is incredible. I know for, for each and every one of you, you'll each have stories of faith, stories of times God showed up, of God's um, provided, of God's been there and, and walked through in all these different seasons. So thank you guys. As we reflect on, on what God's done, it is a chance to, to honour what God has done, isn't it? To honour the people that have been part of that, that have, have served so diligently, that have invested and sown so much to, to bring us to this place that we are today. Reflecting helps us to remember God's faithful, faithfulness, doesn't it? To remember, actually, the times when we were in need and we were struggling and God showed up and God stood with us. Please be encouraged by this. The people that have stood up in, in not only this service, but the, the, our 9.30 service as well, that there's so much to learn from these people, so much to, to gain from their wisdom as well. I believe that we'll be a church that, that grows and grows, that builds and builds on uh, our past, that it won't just be forgotten about, but it will be something that, that creates a foundation for the next step, for the next generation, that increases our faith levels because we can see what God has done and what God is doing through this time. The second thing that God um, asked Joshua to do is to refocus. So first to reflect, then to refocus. Uh, now, I'm someone that uh, needs uh, glasses for long-distance reading. Um, now, the first time I was kind of aware of this was uh, when I nearly failed my driving test because of this. So as part of your driving test, um, they ask you to read a number plate that's not a, a long distance away, um, but um, a fair distance away to, to read a number plate on a car. Um, so I looked at this number plate, said quickly what I thought it was, and the uh, instructor said, no, that's, that's not quite right. So I, I looked at it again, uh, squinted a bit, and I was like, oh, sorry, that X is a K, isn't it? Um, I got one of the, the letters mixed up. I needed kind of glasses for long distance reading uh, for a while and I just put off, put off going to the opticians. Uh, I eventually went when they reopened after COVID, probably a good 15 years after then I should have gone. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, when you're driving down the motor, there'd be times you'd be driving in the car and there'd be uh, a sign a long way off in the distance and I'd have to ask Natalie, say, what, junction, what junction's that one coming up? Did you tell me what it was or what's that sign say there? Um, and because it was, it was so far off the distance, it was blurry for, for me to read. But we can so often be in that place where we're, we're caught up in the business of life that life can become a blur, can't it? That the, the day-to-day, we, we carry on, we carry on going, and we don't stop and have time to actually focus on the right things we need to be focusing on. We might miss those signs, we might miss those, those things that are calling us off in a different direction where God is speaking to us. And just like we might... Our life might become a bit of a blur. I believe God says to Joshua in verse 8, he says, keep this book of law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. The book of law that he'd given to Moses, now for Joshua to, to follow, to keep as his focus point, to keep as the thing that guides him, that he sticks to. For us to stay focused on what God is saying to us. This vision statement isn't a, a man-made thing. It isn't something that we've just thought up ourselves. But we believe it's God's vision for us as this church. We want to be people that stay close to God's word. That stay close to what he is asking us to do. And live in that obedience in the best way that we can. So often there's so many different things to, to focus on, isn't there? That It can be the, the news feed that we look at. It can be our, our social media. It can be the opinions of others. It can be what society expects of us. All these different things can be and become our focus, can't they? But God says, as he says to Joshua here, 
Stay close to my word. Keep this book of law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Let God's word be your focal point. Let it be the thing that keeps you straight, that keeps you on the right path, that be your, your guide and where you are heading. When you, if anyone's ever walked on a, on a tightrope or I know you do it in, in kind of school and PE, things like that, you, you balance, walk on a balance beam, they tell you to keep your eyes fixed on one point, to get one point of focus that helps you create, to stay balanced so you can move forward. For us as a church, believing that that vision and God's word is what we are following, is what we are striving towards. Not to be distracted by the, the worldly things that are, uh, have, a, have a way of doing things, but actually, no, we want to follow God's way. We want to be obedient to God's voice and his word throughout this whole season. The third thing, if the band want to come back up now, is to respond. Joshua 1, the, second, the last two verses of that passage that I read, Um, It says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. It's time to act. For this moment, that it's been such a long journey for the Israelites from when they've come out of Egypt and everything in between there. It's finally saying in three days from now, it's time to go. It's time to act for us to respond. We need to be people of action. That it's all good knowing the right thing to do and, and hearing God's voice, but we need to be people that are willing to act. It says numerous times in that passage, be strong and courageous. You need strength and courage to be the people that step out in faith and do, don't you? For the generations, not the people that stood up, but I know the people in this church that have generations before have sown, have built, have given, have served, have, have done, have acted, have responded to the call of God on their life in an incredible way. Each new generation needs people that are willing to do that. People that are willing to stand in the gap and say, I'm going to be someone that stands up. I'm going to be someone that plays my part in living out God's vision for this church. A few years ago, um, myself and Natalie were kind of uh, taking on, um, kind of transitioning on one of the ministries within this church uh, from a, a leader that had, had served in an incredible way for, for so, such a long time before. And, and one of the things that this, this person said um, really stuck with me. I can't remember if they said it to us or they, I heard it in a conversation, but they said about this kind of process, they said they're not really bothered if, if things change or if there's like a different style or if things are done differently. The main thing is that, that this work carries on. And for, for us in this time, that there will be different seasons, there'll be different leaders, there'll be different ways of doing things in different generations. But the best way we can honour the past is by building on that in the future. The best way we can honour all that people have sown into this church and to God's kingdom in previous generations is to carry that on and building in the future. Like a relay race, when someone runs their race with one leg uh, of the baton, they definitely do not want the next person to take the baton and think, right, well, what, what am I going to do with this? They've run their hardest to pass that baton on to the next person. The next person then, it's their turn to run with all they've got as fast as they can, um, the, their leg of the race. Our church's vision, a light on a hill, transforming our community one person at a time. It's not just what we do here on a, on a Sunday morning. We believe that our Sunday services are a great way to live this out, for community to come together, to worship, to encounter God, to, to speak to each other, to, to reach out to others, those individuals, one person at a time. But our church's vision statement is for each and every one of us individually as well. 
That if you call this your home church, we hope and believe that you will carry this vision statement with you every day of your life. That when you go to your workplace, when you spend time with your family, that you will seek to be a light in that place. You'll seek to bring change, bring transformation through God's power in that place. Identifying and recognizing those individuals, spending time with people, acknowledging how Jesus spent time with people for us to do the same in our everyday life, whatever that looks like as well. If you'd like to stand, church, we're going to continue to worship in a moment. But like I said, as, as Natalie's going to share next week in Cookie the, the week after that, our vision statement is not changing, but hopefully we can reflect, we can refocus and respond to what God is, is calling to us in this time. For us as a community, um, that you will um, be able to play your part and think, yeah, I want to be part of this generation that, that runs well, that runs my best, that responds with action in this way. God, I thank you for every person here um, today in this church, God, for, for the people that have stood, the generations that um, have gone before and are, are still serving today in incredible ways for every um, time that has been spent served, any hour invested um, into your kingdom and your work, God. We thank you for your faithfulness throughout it all, through every season, God, that you have guided and been with um, us in this church, Lord God. And pray for us as we look ahead, God, that as we can reflect on that, full of faith, full of, um, of your heart and your will for us in this church, God, that we will stay close to your word. That will always be our guide. We can always be focused on you and being our guide, God, being our point um, that gives us that direction, Lord. And help us with people that have boldness, have courage, are ready to act and respond to you, God, and your call. Amen. <laughs>